used that as King Gunner. That was really a thing in my in the war. That was really a thing. That running the taking care of the machine gun. Oh, you were taking care of the machine guns. Yeah, following them. So why was that a thing? Well, was this something not easy? You know. It was easy. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why was it hard? Were they breaking down all the time? Yeah. Oh, and so you were having to fix these things. Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you were fixing machine guns in addition to shooting them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good gravy. Okay. He he says that with such like Wisconsin nonchalantness. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, they were hard. Yeah, it was hard. We had to do this all the day. It was hard. Oh, sure. <laughs> Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a Bible verse, Colossians 1:17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations, they are an invitation. Because as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, Digital media operates from a distance, and that is not what's best for us, with God, or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Welcome back to Christ in All Things. Mr. Voss, delighted yes. to have you back. Yes. Uh, I'm Pastor Lance O'Donnell, here with my co-host. Pastor Jason Schockman. And we want to begin uh, with a word of scripture as we begin this episode of our, our s- second part of our interview with Bill Voss. Uh, this is from Psalm 90. Now, Psalm 90 was written, we believe, by Moses just shortly before he died. So... Um, and this is, this is part of Psalm 90. The years of our life are 70, or by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Pastor Shackman, I sense you want, before we go forward, you wanted to pick up, because there's another name here that we oh, didn't yeah. talk about. So let's, let's, let's talk about that. Okay, so uh, the, the girls here in the room, uh, Beverly and Barb, remembered your other middle name, Bill. Yeah. Frederick. So yeah. William so Henry Frederick, Frederick Voss. Yeah. So Frederick means peaceful ruler. Oh. Girls? Does this fit? Was he a pretty peaceful dad? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> so that one might have been wishful thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you were named after one of your two two of oh. your baptismal sponsors. Yeah. yeah. Two of yeah. your baptist. So Frederick and Henry were baptismal sponsors. Yeah. Uh, what was your dad's name? George. George. Yeah. So nowhere near William. No. No. That's okay. Yeah. But they named you William. Yeah. He, yeah. Because yeah. they liked it? I don't know. Oh, yeah. that's okay. It's just the name you grew up with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So let's come, let's come back. So, and, and talk about, you know, the war, the war ends, the war ends in Europe. Right. And you get on a ship and come back home. Right. Um, you have literally been through the ringer. Right. And figuratively. And and you're gonna take Margaret Ross Roberts as your bride. Right. Um and at this point you weren't gonna wait any longer. Right. <laughs> and, and Mr. Roberts wasn't gonna have a chance to say no. Yeah. Right? So so you two go get married. Right. Where did that happen? Do you remember? At a church in Watertown? Yeah, St. John's. Wasn't it Merge? Holy Trinity. Holy uh, Trinity? Holy, Holy Trinity in, yeah, water, in Watertown? Church. Holy Trinity, Watertown. Yeah. You, you get married. Yeah. Okay. And when do you move to Oconomowoc? Was it shortly thereafter? Do you remember when you moved to Oconomowoc? Oh, no, I don't. Do you girls remember? Was it after you were born? So you were, were you born in Watertown? Bev? Okay. All right. And so sometime after, so four or five years after they married. Um, and so you lived, you lived in Watertown. Where were you working when you came home from the war? I worked at the brewery. At the brewery. So did your mother end up selling the farm? Yeah. She, so while you were at war, yeah. while you were off at the war, mom oh, sold yeah. the farm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so you worked at a brewery. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get to drink any of the product? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah. remember the name of the brewery? Hardik. Hardik. Can you pronounce it, Marge? Hardik. I don't know what. Okay. So you worked at a brewery in Watertown. Yeah. And for four or five years, but then you decided to move to Oconomowoc. Oconomowoc. And in Oconomowoc, did you move to Oconomowoc because of the job you got? No. You just decided to move to Oconomowoc. Yeah. Okay. And in Oconomowoc... There was this uh, factory for for the what corporation? Yeah, Carnation. For Carnation. Yeah. And what did you guys make? Can, tin cans. You made tin cans. Yeah. For the Carnation Corporation. Right. Okay. And so, what did you what did you do for Carnation? I made them, sorted out, and made good ones. You made good. You made good cans. You yeah. made the cans. Okay. He made good cans. Yeah, I can, I can he, imagine. He sorted, you know, he sorted them out so that the good ones were the ones that left. Yeah. So you were quality control and assembly. Yeah. It sounds like okay. And so, how long did you do that? Oh, it's a long time. And so, but when you moved to Oconomowoc, you already had Beverly, yeah. and Barb was already around, right? Or did, where were you, Barb? Were you born when they were in Oconomowoc or in Watertown? Oconomowoc. You were born in Oconomowoc. Okay. And so, in your working, uh, I assume Margaret was at home right. with the yeah. kids. Yeah. Okay. Did she cook? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, first she worked at Carnation for a while. She worked at Carnation for a while, too. Yeah. Okay. Not long. Oh, bef- before? Before the kids were born. Oh, before the kids. Okay. All right. So while you were working at the brewery, she was working at, Car- working at Carnation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Did she work at Carnation while you were at war? No. 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 Okay. Just after you came back. Yeah. Okay. When you were in Watertown, did you live in an apartment? Where did you live when you when you first got married when you came back? An apartment. You were lived in an apartment. Yeah. Okay. Now, how about when you when I know cuz I I know you had a little house in Oconomowoc, but yeah. what was your what was the first place you lived at when you came to Oconomowoc? I think that was it. You bought Did you build the house or did you buy the little place? Bought it. You bought the house. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because that was a that was a great little place, and right. that's where you raised your three girls. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the street. Aniston Street. Aniston. 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 Aniston Street. Anderson. Yeah. Anderson Street. Okay, Anderson Street. Okay. So not far from Lac La Belle, if I remember yeah. rightly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So that's a lake in near Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. That's yeah. the, the big fancy lake. So off the lake a little bit, yeah. in a in a cluster in a cluster of homes there. Um, and you're working at Carnation, which is not far away. So did you drive to work or did you walk to work? I drove. You drove. Yeah. Okay. What, w- what was your life like in those years? Describe it for us. Well, it wasn't very good. It was, you know, I had to make a living with the kids and everything. And It wasn't very good in that it was, it was hard or long or what? It was kind of hard. It was hard. Yeah. Hard, like physically hard? Yeah. And and how many hour how many hour days did you work? Well, I think it worked the regular hours. And so, what shift did you work? Sometimes third shift, first shift, second. Okay, you were you worked whatever you had to. Yeah. Okay, and did yeah. you work double shifts sometimes? No. 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 Okay. It was a hard job. Right. Yeah. And was that the case the whole time you worked there? Sure. Okay. Yep. The whole time. So and again. This guy's been working since he was, well. In fourth grade. Well, even before that, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so for basically from the moment he can do anything, he's probably, he's working. But then he becomes the man of the house as a fourth grader. And then he, then he goes to war and, you know. He's a machine gun and, and gets the yeah. snot bomb, bombed out of him right. and, and, come, and survives it. And, and comes back and marries his girl and they start a family. You know, and and he and now he's just he's working hard at Carnation. Um, did you did you use that as machine gunner? That was really a thing in my in the war. That was really a thing. That running the taking care of the machine gun. Oh, you were taking care of the machine guns. Yeah, them. So why was that a thing? Well, it was this something not easy? You know. It was easy. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why was it hard? Were they breaking down all the time? Yeah. Oh, and so you were having to fix these things. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So you were fixing machine guns in addition to shooting them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good gravy. Okay. He he says that with such like Wisconsin nonchalantness. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, they were hard. Yeah, it was hard. We had to do this all the day. It was hard. Oh, sure. <laughs> We're laughing with you, Bill. Uh, yeah. 
because it's kind of an amazing thing. It is. I, you know. I, I mean, really, I still go back to you took over running the family farm in fourth grade and quit going to school in fourth grade and walked yourself to church and went to church faithfully and regularly. And then you come home from the war, you marry Margaret and you go to church. Yeah. And you get, so when you moved to Oconomowoc, you became members at St. Paul's, right? Right. So any, and that was roughly what year? That would have been 40 something. Yeah. So 1940 something. Do you remember who the pastor was at the time? I'm guessing it was Pastor Kissling, but that might have been. Do you remember Kissling? That might have been. That might have been the tail end. So for our listeners, um, Theodore Theodore Kissling was the pastor of St. Paul's from 1920 something, and for you have to forgive my my dates, but the congregation had split. in the 1920s, it was a pretty bitter thing for us. Yeah. And, and I'm sure and then it created a second church that became St. Matthew's, a Wisconsin Synod church. Yeah. And so the congregation was in, you know, a, a split in a congregation is a devastating thing. It was in some upheaval because uh, before that, St. Paul's was a Wisconsin Synod church. Well, we had never formally affiliated, but we got our pastors from the Wisconsin okay. Synod. Yeah, okay. that's, so yeah, we didn't formally affiliate until after that. Even though we got our pastors and teachers, I think, from the Wisconsin Synod, but we were part of well, the free, what was called the probably the, the the synodical conference at the yeah. time. But it yeah. was during um Oh, good gravy. I think during, you know, or prior to that time that we became affiliated, I'm going to guess during World War One or something like that is when we became affiliated with, a, with the, the Missouri, Missouri Synod. With the Missouri Synod. Yeah. But Theodore Kissling comes after the church split. When did Quant merge? Pastor Quant. Yeah, I don't remember that name. But, okay. But in any case, so yes. uh, Theodore Kissling is a legendary figure at St. Paul's because he just did this work of kind of binding the congregation together, and yeah. and they really thrived, you know, through the twenties and 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 then the Depression era, and then yeah. then the beginning of the resurgence after the war, which is so you know you come in, um, you're coming into a congregation that had been in a previous generation through some difficulties, but um, you know through good steady leader, good steady leadership and the preaching of the faithful preaching of the word and faithful pastoral care yeah. you enter a congregation that's pretty healthy and and you saw a lot of changes yeah in the years to come yeah. so you guys come to St. Paul's so Barb is born when you're in Oconomowoc so she gets baptized I should look that up who did your baptism that would be do you know offhand Barb Clausing maybe yeah I don't or yeah well, I'll have to look and see um, but, uh, so where, where he, where, if I can jump in here, absolutely. Pastor O'Donnell, where you're trying to go is you come home, Bill, from the war and you get married and you start having kids and you move to Oconomowoc and you join St. Paul's and bring in your kids to church at St. Paul's yeah. is as, as important in your family yeah. as anything else. Yeah. Yeah, and so just like you walked to church by yourself as a fourth grader, yeah, you made sure that your girls went to church, right? Yeah, and even sent them to school at St. Paul's School, 
Should I tell you one thing? When I made him go to church, we always sat upstairs in the back pew. Up in the balcony? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You were a balcony guy. Yeah. Yeah. So why, 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 why the, the balcony? Why the balcony? That's where we learned to sit and that's what we did. Uh, that's just what you did. I bet it's from the memory of uh, pumping the billows in the organ. <laughs> is there a story, girls, behind the balcony seating? There is. Oh, what? tell us. What's the story? Well, we would sit in the balcony in the back pew. We even got there before the ushers. We were like opening the church. and We had to go up the stairs and sit in the very back pew. We just all fit in there. And Dad always took us. And... We would sit in the back pew, and any time our legs moved, he would put his hands down, it's firm. <laughs> but I didn't get to go to church until I begged to go. And I was little, but I had to beg to get to go to church because I wanted to go with them. Ah, okay. So, Bev, do you remember those early years? So do you have the similar memories of uh, oh, yeah. being made to sit very still? Yes. <laughs> And like Barb said, we had to get there before anybody else so that we would get the back seat. So you would get, oh, because you, you wanted your pew. That was easy. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. So, so seriously, what's, what's the deal with the back pew? Why is that such a big deal? You don't know. I just wanted it. But <laughs> I just wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was a quieter man. Yeah. He liked being back and then we got there early we left right away too and left right away conversational too. with people okay he was quieter he so you were just a, you were just a quieter guy yeah you know yeah. And, and then you could kind of be there but you didn't want to do all the chit chat yeah stuff okay i have yeah. no idea what that's like yeah yeah because he's a total extrovert as you can imagine yeah he's super chatty <laughs> we're talking about shockman by the way sure we are <laughs> Super chatty. Yeah. Sure we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but when I, when I, well, let, I, I want to lead up, I want to lead up to that point. Cause obviously when I came to St. Paul's in 2012, um, you know, you were just, you were just a kid of 90 something. Um, and, uh, but you were sitting down on the, on the, on the main level at that point, I'm assuming because going up and down the stairs yeah. wasn't your favorite thing by that point. You, uh, the church had. Everybody, oh, everybody uh, the everybody church said had everybody had to move down. Okay. That's the only reason you moved down. Okay. <laughs> well, that's interesting. That is interesting. We'll we'll have to explore that well, another yeah, time. We'll have to explore that another time. So um so you girls all went to school at St. Paul's through eighth grade, mm -hmm. and then I assume to Oconomowoc High School, right? Okay. Um all the while you're working at Carnation. And so, you know, it's interesting. Describe for me, or for us, I should say. So when you leave, when you leave for the war, we're still just starting to come out of the Great Depression. Yeah. But when you come back, it's a different country, isn't it? Right. Describe the describe the difference in your own words, if you could. What how 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 what was it like coming back to the United States? In what, 1945? It was better to work there for me to go to. Yep. When I went, I didn't have a decent job or anything. 
I went and then I come back. It was a good job for me. There weren't decent jobs, and when you came back, there were decent jobs. Right. All over the place. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so all of a sudden, you you know you can you can raise a family and you can support right. a family, but even even still, and get married whether Mr. Roberts yeah. says yeah. Okay <laughs> and get not. married whether he, whether your father in law wants you to or not, um, and but but it's still hard. Right. Yeah. I was thinking about some of the things. So you see, you come back, um, you know, second child is born, um, Bonnie's born in what I assume fifty. 50, oh, so they, yeah, so you were 52, 52. Um, and man, so you get to, so you get to be there for the, uh, the birth of rock and roll yeah. <laughs> for the day that cars got beautiful. Yeah. You got to, you got to see cars, uh, cars and trucks yeah. that were yeah. really beautiful like yeah. artwork and not just functional boxes. Right, because you had the you had the jeep in World War in in the war, right? You had the jeep that was just a functional box, yeah. but then you came home and you got like the. Well, they had some of that stuff in the twenties, big stuff. But when you come uh, back, yeah. But, but when you come back, it more you know a lot nicer things are more available right. to more common yeah. people, oh, sure. yeah. right? So you could what was uh, what was? Do you remember what's the first car you ever bought? Do you remember? I don't know. Yeah. I think it was a Model A. A Model A? Yeah. How about when you came back from the war? Did you buy a car? I think it was a Model A Ford. A, a Model A Ford. Yeah. Okay. What was your favorite car of all time? Did you, did you have a favorite car? No. No, you're not a car guy. Bill's not a car guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Were you a truck guy? No. No, just a car guy. Not even a car guy. Not even a car guy. Okay. So, so what did you like to do? I mean, out, outside of, outside of work, what did you like to do? I like to be outside and do stuff. Like what? I don't know. What did you garden? Yeah. You were a gardener. You like? Oh sure, yeah. So I did had you, a big garden. You had a big garden. Yeah. Okay. So what did you grow? Everything. Like tomatoes, corn, flowers. Tell them what I grew. <laughs> Raspberries. Raspberries. And cucumbers. Ooh, you were an asparagus grower. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. That that is a is a chore. Yeah. Taking care of asparagus, isn't it, Bill? Yeah. But no cows. No, no cows in Oconomowoc. No. <laughs> would they let you keep a cow in town? I, I think they would. <laughs> then, not now. No. Yeah, probably no. probably not. No. Now. You can't really even keep chickens. Um so I'm I'm just trying to think of major. So you you see the growth of the country, um, you see the birth of the Cold War. Yeah. You know the with the Soviet Union. Yeah. Um, and that starts. You know the. Uh, boy, that get you know, and that gets that had to be an interesting time. You know, I'm thinking of the early '60s and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, you know, or were you just too busy to think about it? Because I know people were building bomb shelters and. I was busy, too busy to. You, you were too busy to worry about that stuff. Do yeah. you girls remember that? Do you? I do. do you? Yeah. You remember Cuban Missile Crisis? You know, yeah. h- hide under your desk to be safe from the nuclear bomb. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now we laugh at that. We were we were just uh, for our listeners here. We were talking to Bill before when we were setting up our equipment, um, 
because you were 40 what when uh when the moon landing occurred because we have we have this little device called a roadcaster that is a portable a portable studio for our podcast oh yeah and you know it's this it's this little box that's maybe you know 15 by 10 inches or something like that and it has all this technological wizardry to it and we were talking about you know how we sent men to the moon uh, and in part, they had a, this this giant computer took this, up the whole room. that took up this whole giant room, you know. And now all that would fit in the and more, you know, in the in the end of your finger. Yeah, you know, it's just remarkable. Yeah, and you've and you've seen all these changes unfold as time has gone on. You saw the end of the Cold War, right? With with Ronald Reagan saying, "Mr. Gorbachev, tear yeah. down this yeah. wall." Yeah. So the end of the Cold War, the 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 prosperity of America that followed. Yeah. Yeah. We you've seen a lot, Bill. Yeah. What so what's what's the in uh what's the most since you came back, just in the big picture of the whole culture in the United States, what's the hey, this is a big question. What's the most surprising thing you've seen that that you would have looked back as a young man and say, I can't believe that is actually happening. I think the the president speaking and getting the country going. What do you, you mean? Uh, Raiden and then maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. You, the president speaking? Yeah. So which president in particular? I think it was President Raiden. I don't Reagan. know. You, president Reagan. Okay. That was a big moment for you. Yeah. That's that's in that's really that's really interesting uh, to me that Reagan's a big moment. Why why is why is Reagan such a big moment for you? I don't know. It's because you well you said he got people going. Yeah. Yeah. Girls, you I mean, you, ladies, you remember that time? Oh yes. Yeah. Why do you think that's a big deal for him? Well, because Reagan reminds me of my dad in a in a larger sense, very much strong and um, faithful yeah. to God and very much wanting to lead people to the places that we needed to be. Yeah. That, that my, it's interesting. I have a sense of kind of, there was a hopefulness maybe. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah. Huh? Is that Bev? Is that your sense for him? Yeah. I like the fact that he was a strong Yeah. Person. It is a, it, it, I think this to me is fascinating because this is right, Bill. When I when I was a kid, so I was born in 1969. I was born shortly after the moon landing. That's why my my middle name is Armstrong, right? Right, because after Lance Armstrong, the first man on the moon. So, but my the first election that I remember is uh, was Jimmy Carter, oh, and um, and Gerald Ford, you know, 19, 1976. And I remember my parents going back and forth about that because at the time my mother's a Democrat, and my father's a Republican, and I remember all the arguments back and forth in the car, um, here here and there over that. And then I and I remember. So for me, it's it's interesting because I remember I was eleven when when Ronald Reagan was elected. I remember that election, wow. and I remember because I remembered seventy six, and I remember my parents being at odds. And I remember 1980, my parents not being at odds. I remember my parents being in agreement. Uh, and that's interesting. Um, 
So, it, so it, yeah, I don't remember Reagan being elected. I just remember Reagan being the president. Yeah. Cause I was born in 77. Sure. Right. So he's elected in, in 80 and, and that's just the president I grew up with. That's the president you remember. As right? a boy. So I remember the, the Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, I was old enough to remember that. Right. I just, I think it's really fascinating. So I'm, I'm sitting here with a man who's just over a hundred years old ask asking him about some of the most significant things since he came back from the war in the mid 1940s and you mentioned the the election of Ronald Reagan yeah i i i just think that's really fascinating it 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 says it just it says something about you yeah um and perhaps says something about reagan as well yeah you know and this is not a political prod, a podcast no. but but I, I you know but i think you know it it is it is really interesting there's a um because my my sense is, your generation, Bill, you guys had you guys had seen perhaps the worst of humanity. Yeah, and and you 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 took it upon yourselves afterwards to make a better world. Yeah, and yeah. um and there was a period of time there that we kind of lost that, and it's 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 really fascinating to me that that's what happened with a lot of people that we need to get back to that, yeah. you know, um, yeah. to be hopeful, fruitful, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, we're coming up on time. Yeah, we are. Bill, there's a, there's a, there's a Bible passage that is, that is my favorite, right? A verse in the Bible that is my favorite. Oh. But before I tell you what my favorite is, I want to know if you have a favorite. Is there, is there a Bible verse, just maybe just one, that you remember that is your favorite verse? Can you think Not of one? Not really. Not really. Do you like them all? Yeah. 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 I like them all too, yeah. right? But there's one for me that sticks out as a favorite, uh, and I can't help but think uh, it, it speaks, or, or rather, your life reflects what this verse says. So my favorite verse in the Bible is Romans 15, 13. And it says, May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. That's a good verse for him. As you've talked about your life and shared your life with us, Bill, I want you to know that your story for me is full of hope. It abounds in hope. And I think that's because of Jesus. Because you got to know Jesus as a little boy walking to church by yourself, pumping the billows of the organ. <laughs> yeah. You're bringing your girls to church, sitting in the back row of the balcony because of the hope that you had in Jesus. Friends, thanks for joining us on Christ and all things. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. Bill, we, we loved having you. I told you, you were going to be a superstar. Yeah, but I couldn't. <laughs> you did great. I couldn't talk. Oh, oh my that. goodness. You're Bill, you're a hundred years old. You did just fine. My friend. Oh, oh. <laughs> Bill, before, before I take us out of here, is there anything you want to say 
Is there anything else you want us to hear? Well, there's a lot of things I'd like to say. Like when I win the war, I explained that and stuff like that. You know, years ago, I just can't put it over. You yeah, know? I gotcha. How about for your family? Yeah. It, what 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 would you want your family most to? What what do you want your family most to have? What they got now, which is easy going and love. Easy going and love. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thanks so much for thanks so much for being with us. Okay. For show notes and other information about this or other episodes of Christ in All Things, visit ChristinAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristinAllThings.org. To support Christ in All Things, click the donate page at either ChristinAllThings.org or SPLCO.org. In thanks for a one-time gift of $100 or more, you receive a pair of nerdy blue light blocking glasses with the Christ in All Things logo on them. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. Patrons who subscribe for a monthly gift of $20 or more will have early access to the show and receive some on-air clapping, as well as a pair of Wisconsin-made Christ in All Things hiking socks. Gifts of $1,000 or more will receive thunderous on-air clapping and a word of thanks, plus a handmade leather Christ in All Things folio by the Murdy Creative Company. For a gift of $10,000 or more, we will go bleeping bananas. <laughs> Do a happy dance and take the show on the road to your home or wherever it is you'd like to fly us to record with you. All post-production surplus supports youth ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or call us at 262-567-5001. Intro, outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl, copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.